0: Yo, this is your friendly neighborhood Ran with a special announcement. Make sure you're following The Fan Bros Show. On iTunes, subscribe. On Facebook, like it. And on SoundCloud and Twitter, follow it. Let's go.
1: Night Gathers, and now our watch begins. Welcome to Castle Black, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms. And today we're discussing Game of Thrones episode 4, The Spoils of War. What up, NNS, this is Tatiana King Jones, first of her name, and I am here in the Castle Black along with the legendary Mr.
0: DJ Ben, I mean, aka a boy has no shame. <laughs> and I'm also here with, we are joined tonight on Castle Black. Man, I'm so happy to be here, you know, serving in the Night's Watch. And I am joined by...
1: It is your friendly neighborhood, Deadly Diva, a.k.a. the most dangerous woman in Dorne. Mm.
2: Ooh! Mm. All
1: right, Sam Snake, right. I hear you.
2: All right,
1: I, I am repping for my girls who got shitted on. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: I, 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 I ain't even gonna lie, that's the truth. <laughs> they didn't take a good look that's a big l for
0: them i was just trying to say i was just reading that but um even the queen won't return this season if at all what? like we won't see her again no like are you serious she, she said that basically at this point you know that's a wrap like that's how it ends for her like that was her finale
1: Jesus. Well, until, before we get too deep into it, let's again, welcome to Castle Black. This is the Game of Thrones podcast brought to you by the good people of Fanbro Show. Mm-hmm. You know a few of us here. You know myself and DJ Banameen from Fanbro Show. You also may know Deadly Diva from the anime podcast Outlaw Bars. And now we are here to discuss this amazing, incredible teardrop. Like, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just in such in love with this episode. Wow. We got to talk about this. Episode four, man. This spoils a war. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, for regular
0: listeners, a fan bro show, normally you'd be hearing special delivery right now where we discuss all the different TV shows. But we're, you know, changing up in 2017. And so mm-hmm. this is Castle Black. You know, we're just going to be talking about Game of Thrones. And all right. This is the first thing I, I got to say about this episode. But when it ended, I immediately Googled who directed this joint. Yes. Because I, I thought it was the director of the Battle of the Bastards episode, and it's in who is Miguel Sapochnik? I, I think I I know I butchered his name, but anyway, no, the director of this episode is Matt Shackman. and Matt Shatman is best known as directing mad episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Oh, okay. okay.
0: Yeah. So this is one of those like Russo brother moments when because the Russo brothers before they did Civil War had only done um, not me myself and Irene um uh, uh meet the meet Dupree's, what's the, uh me and Dupree whatever it's some it's a weird comedy that you know mm-hmm. you would never know they could turn around and do Civil War you know mm-hmm. and then do um, Winter Soldier and all and now doing Infinity War so this is like yo because know, Matt murdered it I mean.
1: So Jesus. Matt's a newcomer to the game, right? Well, yeah, at least I mean, to, no, the, to the to no, the Game no. of Thrones game.
0: Yeah, this is his first time ever doing Game of Thrones. He's also doing next week, and I mean, he this he did one episode of Fargo, but other than that, he's mainly done comedy.
1: Well, I will say, I don't know if you ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's more oh, like dark comedy. Yeah to
2: say, dark. Oh
0: my god, it's <laughs> it's super, it,
1: super it, dark. I
0: love that show. It you know, it's always sunny. It's never sunny. Yeah. But it, and it's never funny either because the damn show wasn't funny. But you know that's all I had to say so far. But you know what did y'all think of this? Cause wow.
1: Well, like I'll take it from the top, just like you did. Just first of all, Matt did an incredible job, basically showing what everybody wanted to see for the past six seasons. Like mm-hmm. we literally there was like, I mean, there was many shots, but there was that one shot, first of all, of the dragons. like first of all, we're always pleased when we get to see even a little bit of the dragon and we hear the dragon anything, right? But to see it in full force, full fantasy mode, like that is the biggest deal right now,
0: no. I mean, we're we're still I mean we are stepping ahead, too.
1: Of course we're skipping ahead, but I'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) that is what he did. Like, he brought what we wanted from the get-go. Now, obviously, we can go from the beginning. I was going to say all that means is that there's no special effects money left for, like, for for Nymeria. Like, we're never going to see another dire wolf ever again. I don't think you care. (laughs) Listen, I care. Damn it, I care. Mm -mm, mm Mm-mm, (laughs)
2: mm-mm. No, you, I don't really care.
1: You,
0: that, no, that that no. We I think we had the greatest send off for the direwolves earlier in the season, where the, you know that was the last one, right?
1: Oh, you mean um, when like- Nymeria paid uh, Arya dust?
0: Y- yes. but ghost
1: is still alive, though. Ghost-, ghost is still alive. Ghost presumably is always there. Wherever John is, is presumably nearby, but you never see him. It's just mm. assumed. And and okay. like th- because there was a couple episodes, a couple maybe a year or two back, where you probably weren't even thinking about Ghost, and then all of a sudden he jumped to save John. So yeah, I remember that. Right, but yeah. the point is, they always say he's there, but you don't see him.
0: because yeah, he's a ghost. Yeah. So you know, I- I'm sure we'll see Ghost again, but also. You know, we saw dragons in full force. But yeah, let let's, you know, let's back up a little bit. You know, what did y'all I mean, obviously what did y'all just think of the episode in general? You know, like we, we started off with Littlefinger and again and
1: being slimy as hell. Oh. Okay, here's here's my thing. Since we're okay. going to Winterfell, we might as well we might as well go there. First of all, Arya the God came home. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you, when I saw that little woman walk up to that gate and she was like, I am Arya Stark. Move the hell out of my way. He's like, you you don't want none of these hands. And that fat man was like, go fuck off. I was like, those may be your last words, my dude. And (laughs) I basically felt like she reclaimed her time with them. Like she was like, look. <laughs> you eat. I'm gonna get in here one way or another. Either you step aside and we do this peacefully, or it's about to be some smoke in the city. It's like one or the other.
0: It's so funny because I, I don't even. You know, we're not talking power, but on power this week, there's someone was given the same choice. It was like I'm going in one way or the other, and I'm meeting with who I want to meet with. Now, do you want to be alive for that or dead for that? <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. Either way, I'm going in. Yeah, but I, I, something about Arya coming home that I just never expected to see that I was so I mean just was so incredible that I didn't think it'd be topped was her battle with um Brian. Brian, yes. Oh yeah. my god, like
1: Okay, let me Arya son the hell out of Brian because she was doing it with one hand behind her back. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. she's like, so Brienne, you Brienne, Brienne of Tarth.
2: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. That
0: served. I mean, and it was just such a nice fight too, because you know Arya walks up. Brienne obviously knows that Arya's had her little bit of training and whatever, but she does not know what Arya's been through in all that time. And that's uh, something about you know that's what's been so ill about the reunion of all the start children in general mm-hmm. is how like none of them know what they've all been through, and all of them have been through these like incredible like, I mean, it's not even like life-changing. It's some shit that most people just don't ever get to experience and each one of them has been through different things that most people don't ever get to experience. So It's been nuts seeing them all come back together.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's it's just interesting also the fact that they've grown so much like physically and literally grown so much like mm-hmm. uh excuse me physically and mentally grown so much the fact that like Bran is a great example he's not even the same person anymore he's he according to him he's not even really brand anymore mm-hmm. and that obviously takes us a, a, uh a psychological toll on, or will be taking a toll on the the remaining family members and just even the way he, he m- talked to Sansa the first time they met up like wow. that like out of anything in the world to say to your sister that you haven't seen in whatever how many years that's the first thing so <laughs> it makes you it makes you feel some type of way like wow like it's like that long lost cousin like people told you you have this family member that you grew up with and y'all was the best of everything and you ain't seen him in like 10 years and you see them and they like say the most asshole thing ever this is like yo why do I care about this person right now so that's gonna change their obviously change their dynamic but you have to remember too is that like Bran is burdened by what he can see mm. True, remember like he, he can see the past and the future so who's to say that like his like granted like he's cold and aloof because he kind of has to because there's too much swirling around in his head but who's to say that he didn't see something dickish that Sansa does down the line and that's why he's kind of um pure pure speculation, but maybe that's why he's you know yeah. has her like at a di- as a, at a distance. I figured he was just kind of aloof because because of that, but he there's so much that he knows that he can't change. Like mm-hmm. there's so much, whether negative or positive, so much that he can't do anything about it. He just knows it's coming. So. It could be something horrible happening. It could be something great. But the fact that you know, you can see, it. you know what the winning lottery ticket number is, but you can never use it. You can never mm-hmm. tell anybody you love. It's just like you just know what's coming up. Like after a while, if, if this is your constant day in, day out, it's just like you just feel like, eh, I'm not gonna really be about it. I'm just gonna be kind of like emo all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's not even that he's emo because he's not even emotional at all about it. He's
1: just—he's not. He's—he's he's, yeah, he's, he's just. He's less than that. He's just kind of there. If if you even want to call that, I don't think he's really there. No,
0: no, Bran no, is there. I think Brand he's, I think he's not all there. there.
1: He, he's just like, it's, it's, like, it's like your great auntie so-and-so who's seen like four or five presidents go by. She's seen like your uncle go in and out of jail, seen the grandkids do this, that, and the other. She's just weary and she's tired mm-hmm. of the nonsense. And that's what I get from Bran, that like he's tired. But what you won't be doing is trying to bullshit him, Mr. Peter Bailey, Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's what you won't do. You're going to hand this boy the knife that damn near killed him like it's a peace offering because you're you're an asshole. (laughs) Brand, I mean, brand new, right? Brand new, this is BS and and Sansa said it, Sansa said it, Uh, Littlefinger doesn't give you anything unless he wants something in return or he knows he can get something of it and Littlefinger doesn't know who he's messing with, really. He don't really understand the, I don't even know if, I'm sure Littlefinger may have some understanding to a degree, but I don't know if he really gets the Three-Eyed Raven and that whole lore and what that really stands for and what Bran now stands for and the fact that he's tied to the Stark. So I just just think Littlefinger's going to get it the hard way, seriously. No, I think what it was, because remember, Littlefinger made a point to call him Lord Stark. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, because what he's trying to do is he's trying to ally, was ally himself with the rightful head of House Stark. Yeah. I'm like, and he knows he can't get anywhere with John. And John is, at least in the eyes of the Starks, still bastard born. And he knows yeah. Sansa is is suspicious. Sansa's of him. not Sansa no, Sansa's not fucking with him because remember, he's the one who sold her to Ramsay. Right. Mm-hmm. So if if Ramsey had been a good person, then perhaps she'd still see it for him a little bit. But Ramsay brutalized her and she was put there by Peter Baelish. So mm-hmm. Sansa, no matter how much like sweet talking he does, like Sansa still isn't really going to see it for him. So Bran supposedly is the only one so far that hasn't really dealt with his bullshit or like seen it firsthand. I don't think he realizes that Bran can see the bullshit that he did. That's why when, he, that's why when Bran said chaos is a ladder, yes. Peter got gotcha. shot.
2: Yes.
0: Yes. Because yes. That's that was a brutalized. private
1: conversation between mm-hmm. him and Varys back in season three.
0: Yep. And embarrassed. That was
1: yes, my, yes, yes.
0: Yeah. And that was one of my favorite lines from the show ever. Like, that's always been, you know, one of my favorite moments in the show. And so when it was brought back this episode. And something else about Bran, like you said, it's not just that he's weary and that he's seen everything and that he can't change everything. It's just he's become a different level of person. And so that's not something where he's like going to relate to normal humans the same way anymore. He's not a normal human. You know, he's on some other. Plane of existence, like he wants to go sit up in a tree and meld (laughs) with a tree. He's not, you know, thinking about. Did
1: you say sit up in a tree? I thought about Michael Jackson. (laughs) Oh. Oh, you're better than me yeah. because I'm like, how is he gonna get in the tree? Don't say sit up in the tree because that's the first person
0: I thought of. <laughs> oh, tree. I mean, okay. you talk about how is he gonna get up in the tree? <laughs> oh, 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 he can still climb. He got arms. Oh, yeah, stop, but no, stop, stop, yeah. But Brand, you know, Brand is like, you know, that's what I mean. He's not the normal person, so it's like he's not gonna relate to normal people anyway. No. But you know, and also with Baelish, he had two revelations this episode because he also got to see Arya Stark in action and now i know that you know i know this little girl knows what's up so
1: like as soon as and i know we'll get to the details of that but as soon as he saw what arya could do and arya looked at him i just heard the song doesn't it feel good to be a gangster plan? like
2: <laughs> cuz she looked at him like
1: try me
2: i right. dare
1: you try me like cuz she's also like they know like these girls are not stupid like the the the, the star girls like they they know this guy can't be fully trusted. And, you know, that they, they, they are also playing the game with him, the the, the game of within the game. They're playing their game with him because they're going to use him to the degree that they can use him. Um, at the same time, they're being wary because that could also backfire. And I think they're, they're both well aware of that.
0: I think Arya doesn't want to use him at all. I think Arya just wants to kill him. I think it's only Sansa keeping him alive from Arya right now.
1: Arya doesn't know what happened. They haven't had that conversation, her and Sansa, like what they've gone through. So my money's on once Arya hears what actually happened to Sansa and who was at fault. Peter can stay there as long as he likes, but that'll be the last place he stays. I don't I don't see I don't see him surviving this game. Oh, no, Aria, no. Once no, Arya no. finds out what he's done. I don't see him surviving it.
0: And then also, you know, lest we forget, Arya can also kill Peter and then Peter can still be there.
1: Right. Because you know, she can yeah, impersonate cases. him.
0: There we go. So, so the girl you
1: know, has no name.
0: Yeah. So, and no shame. because and no shame. <laughs> she can easily deal with him and keep it moving. Like we might not even, he might be dead right now. And we don't even know it. You know, next episode, right. he might be dead, and it might be like some stroll invasion shit where it's Arya up in there for the next five episodes. And then one day she's like, ha ha, you know, I killed Peter off.
1: <laughs> well, that's a perfect vehicle because the person who really has no shame in all this is Cersei. And that's actually had how this episode opened. This really oh, yeah. opened with um, when when Jamie and Braun were getting all the gold from High Garden, uh, and then they kind of panned back to King's Land to see what was going on with Cersei. And you saw her conversation with the Iron Bank. The Iron Bank get up. You know what the Iron Bank reminds you of? They remind me of like the the Monopoly guy that do not pass go. People like they, <laughs> because it's just like they are some fuck shit mark ass. Listen, you can't. They, they're like, what happened with the uh with the with the 2007 when when everything collapsed? That's what they remind me of. Mm. They remind me of all these people with all these subprime loans in right? the game. And then now they want to collect all of a sudden. And then they, they want to be your friend. They want to be assholes. Like, it, I, I can't stand that guy from the Iron Bank. I can't stand him.
0: But I think that's, that's his point is that he's, you know, you're not supposed to be able to stand him. He's an accountant. Like, you're not supposed to be able to stand them all. He's like the IRS. Right. You know, he, but but,
1: he but it's, it's interesting tax. that in no matter wor- what world you're in, you hate the tax man. You hate the IRS. Like, it just, <laughs> we're not even on earth right now.
0: No. It's always the same.
1: The fact is that again, Cersei, with no shame herself, she, she is like on cloud nine. She's feeling pretty good that she's going to win. She thought she well, She thought she thought she had high garden up. What happens when Jamie tells her what really went down with Joffrey? Mm. I mean, the girl's dead already. So now what? Okay, but nothing. <laughs> nothing happens. Absolutely nothing happens because remember, Tommen took a header out of the out of the fucking Red Keep. And she was like, "He's dead. What are we supposed to do now?" Yeah, like I don't even think that like that even registers with her because she's hated Tyrion for so long that Mm -hmm. you could literally tell her that Tywin was the one who killed Joffrey, and she'd still blame Tyrion.
0: But speaking of Jaime, that's something that really you know bugged me out this episode is, and even last episode is his still belief that once Cersei wins, everything is to be peace like that that's really not making any sense to me at all. Like, that's, like, bad writing to me because it's, like, why would he think that? Like, he's clearly not that in love with her anymore, and he already saw... I mean, he's always in love with family first, yes, but he's seen, you know, what his dad would do. He's seen what wars do. You know, obviously, he's been in so many of them. You know, he killed an evil king before, and he saw what that led to. So he would be wiser than this, and that's been bugging me. I feel like he's just... You know.
1: But you know what, and I and I don't recall who he was chatting with, but someone on his on their team literally kind of said the same thing to him, like, "You really think Bron. that this That's is going Bron. to be peace?" Yeah, Braun was he,
2: doing that. Oh, it was Braun.
1: Okay, yeah. and he was kind of looking at him like, "Well, not like you can see in Jamie's eyes. Jamie knows the truth. He's he's like he's really just try, purposely being oblivious to what's happening." Like. He he chooses to just believe that it's just going to go well and it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. And he knows it's not going to be like, I really, to give Jamie a little bit more credit, while he may not be behaving or reacting in the way that he probably should be, he knows. Like he got, when when Bron said that to him, Jamie looked at him like, you know, fam, you're exactly right. She's psychotic and this is going to be a problem. But he was just like, he's more on the well, what do I do? Now, if you want to blame that on the writing, I guess you can. But I just, I feel like it's, Jamie's not completely stupid. Like he's just not completely oblivious to all of this. Mm. Like, um, per- not, not, not unknowingly oblivious. Like if anything, he's purposefully deciding to just let it ride. I don't know if he has another plan in his back pocket, which is why he's letting it ride. Well, there's, this is kind of what bugs me about the show is if you're not a book reader, I apologize in advance. But um in the books specifically when Cersei and Marjorie are taken by the faith militant, Cersei sends a letter to Jamie and she's like, I'm in trouble. I need you to come back. Jamie gets the letter. He reads the letter and that's all he does. He wow. doesn't go back. Mm.
2: Wow. so
1: that's why like I'm always so keen on him, like whatever's happening is like he's reached the point where he's not really going back right now I'm like it's kind of like that cognitive dissonance he's like no it's not it's not as bad as it really seems like but right. he knows because once again he's lived through he's lived through a mad monarch he knows the mm-hmm. signs and he sees them in his sister Um, and he doesn't want to because he also knows the prophecy that's been looming over her head since she was maybe like 12 or 13 The Mm. prophecy of the Valonqar, where one of her younger, where where her younger brother kills her, she has two of them. (laughs) Mm. Cersei's the eldest. Both of her brothers are her younger brother, so she's so focused on Tyrion being the Valonqar that she can't conceive that it may actually be Jaime. Just Mm. because you engage in those activities with your brother doesn't mean he won't kill you, Mm. and that may be the lesson she learns before the series ends.
0: Okay, now I do have a question because I've, I've read some of the books, but I I've, I only read the first one, so I never got to that. What? Who gave her this curse or this prophecy in the first place?
1: It's this old. It's like this old crone that's known mm-hmm. for like fortune telling. Right. So her and two of her friends, yeah, two okay. of her friends go and they visit her and they get and they give her her and her friends this really wonky prophecy. Like one of them won't make it through the night, and one of them I think like trips and falls down a well and she dies. Um, Cersei's prophecy was the longest one where she's like, Oh, do I marry the prince? Meaning Rhaegar Targaryen. And wow, yeah. she goes, No, you'll marry the king. And that ends up being Robert. She's like, Oh, well, we have lots of children. She's like, You will have three, the king will have many. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then basically, you know, basically they say, you know, gold, um, gold is their crown, meaning their hair, and gold yeah. will be their shroud, their funeral shroud, because they will all die. Right. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm like, and the thing is, in the shows, we fulfilled that portion of the prophecy, but in the books, we're not there yet. We haven't seen the third shot. We haven't seen all of her children die in the books.
0: And then also the last part of it is that your brother will kill you?
1: Yes, and that, that the Valonqar will kill you. And then she immediately thinks of Tyrion because once again, she can't conceptualize the fact that the brother that she's been boinking for most of her life would kill mm. her. But she forgets that it's Jamie who's the Kingslayer. So yeah. he's the he's the most likely to dishonor to kill someone dishonorably. Exactly. So right. so you have this happening with the Lannisters. Then of course we mentioned how Arya made it back to Stark and then she was killing the game with the when she was sparring with Brienne of Tarth, of Tarth. And then we talked about how Bran is on his own like I don't even know what planet that man is on, but um he's on his own little thing. Now we got to the point of Littlefinger, and the fact that he's trying everything he can do to try to outplay everyone, but he's he's gonna get played for sure.
0: And then we also had another reunion on the episode that you know um, I don't think people were really looking forward to as much as you know the whole Stark kids being reunited because finally we had Theon catching up with Jon Snow and,
2: mm, oh yeah,
0: um. Like, I'm not a Theon hater like everyone else is. Lately, I've turned more into, like, a Theon disliker. You know, I've definitely, he's just, like, really just failed me too many times. But I was happy that Jon Snow didn't immediately kill him or anything like that, but. You know he definitely caught that you know he 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 deserved what it was said to him, you know he John mm-hmm. let him know if not for that you'd be dead, so you know well yeah
1: honestly, I don't care about theon he could go jump in a creek if i I, I really theon don't care jumps um, in the but ocean,
0: but no problem like, in the
1: ocean, you know? whatever you want to say, whatever body of water that he could end up <laughs> finally drowning in. but what I was really more in, <laughs> yeah. what was really more important to me was what happened right before he met up with theon was when mm. He took Daenerys to see the Dragon Glass, or uh, where they would mine oh. the Dragon Glass, and the cave. That in was a big cave.
0: deal. yeah, because we already know what happened with Jon Snow and women in caves.
1: So. <laughs> we are not doing this. <laughs> I Look. said this. I said this last week. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. it this week. I'm going to say it every week until y'all stop saying this nasty stuff. We are not doing this. You have not nothing, doing John it. Snow. <laughs> we are not doing it. And you, what you, makes it, oh God. And what makes it worse is uh-huh. I was watching the after show thing that they do.
2: Yep. And
1: they're like, do you see the attraction between John?" And I was like, yo, fuck y'all too. I yo, saw it. I hey. saw it. You no, know, I refuse to acknowledge it. I, I, reject, understand. I reject your reality and I'm substituting my own. That's what I'm doing. I understand, but the way he was looking at Daenerys, the way Daenerys was looking at him, was kind of suspect a little bit. So I thought there was. I mean, I, I know also the backstory, but I think there was a little, su- a little look to there. I, yeah, I, and Davis saw it too. He's like, "You're not." He's like, "Yeah, because you're staring at her heart." Yeah, I get, mm-hmm. it. I get it. I
0: get it. Oh, mm-hmm. I missed Davos saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he.
1: Did. <laughs> 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 yeah, he. Davos John was, was cheeky this this episode Barry. between that one oh, and him yo- and Missandei. Yo- he was like, "Can I switch sides?" I was like, "Listen."
0: Wow. Yeah, that was loving him some Masande. He's been loving that (laughs) since the moment he stepped on the aisle. Like, that was... But no, no, look, you can say whatever you want to say, you know, that you're not down for it. But it's playing right now as we're doing this show on repeat, on mute. And that scene is going on and it's on mute. And if I didn't know, if I just walked in the room and saw this, I'd be like, yo, these two are about to fuck.
1: That's what <laughs> I <saw> thought. <it. laughs> I was like, saw. are y'all going to lay down in the cave? And I can't <laughs> hear you. I don't hear you. I they were laying. You. Essentially, they were laying down in their destiny because in the cave were cave paintings or drawings, whatever you want to call them, that showed the the children the earliest known life in the kingdom and it showed them cooperating with humans to defeat the white walkers mm. and and when i saw that the white walker um illustration i was like yep that's night king right there like there was <laughs> no like there was no interpretation like oh that could be something else that could be the sun no that was the night king and it was the just same like same one and yeah. it was, and it's very clear. And John's like, I'm trying to tell you from eons ago, they said that this, this is what they did. So now we need to join up. And then of course Daenerys came back with, <laughs> Daenerys came back with the okie doke. She said, "I will help you. Mm. I promise you, I will help you if you bend the knee." Yeah. <laughs> Like she threw her down. She can't air. help herself. She honestly can't. And <laughs> I need her to stop because, in the end, like you have no allies. Like you yeah. have no well, allies. And remember that she was cheeky like that before she knew that every pretty much everyone got lit up. Like yep. she didn't remember, she did not, when she had that conversation, that's I maybe mean, the third time she asked him to bend a knee. This was before she found out basically all her shifts was wrecked, that High Garden was taken, and all that other stuff. So. She's still, you know, you know how Danny is like she thinks she's hot shit. She thinks she's big shit. But then the moment someone tell her, oh, uh, yeah, by the way, like she's like, I got three dragons. Oh, yeah. Um, about that, Danny. Um, Or, oh, yeah, I got I got five armies. Oh, yeah. About that. Um, One of them got sunk into the ocean. And, um, yeah, girl, all them horses gone. Like once you tell her that, all of a sudden her whole tune changed up.
0: Mm, but Dan, you know Danny is walking around in this episode with a class for her cape that has three dragons on it. I love that so, class yeah, by the yeah. way. Da- her Dani outfit's on so fire, yeah, Danny is not really thinking about anything but the fact that I have three dragons. I got this, I got that you know Danny's been like that before since she had three dragons. she this almost has had always a, been her she almost you know? had a temper
1: tantrum when she found out that High Garden was gone, and she lost all you know she lost the iron islands or the or the connection to the iron islands with all the fleets like she almost had a temper tantrum
0: i mean the person who really had a temper tantrum was sande though because um Sande misses that mouth you know and oh boom, ben, ben, um, ben, 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 it had ben, to be ben, said ben. look it, i mean what well, what did she what did she tell her a lot of things happened to <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, like,
0: I like. I like how Daenerys looked at her. Like, okay, girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, you go, girl. Yeah. I can't. I yeah, so that mouth is missed. But um, yeah. We. I mean, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. It literally was like this. a quick.
1: It was funny. It was almost like an episode of Insecure in that moment.
2: <laughs> it was like Molly <laughs> and Issa right there. <laughs>
0: can you teach me how to hoe
1: (laughs) (laughs) moving on moving
0: on um you know getting on to the real meat of the episode i mean yeah oh that could be taken a lot of ways too but um there you know (laughs) this like we said you know this is the moment we'd all been waiting for and i mean wow like I, I'll, I'll let y'all go, because I got, I got too much to say about, you know, this whole battle. So, y'all, you know.
1: Okay, I'm going to start with the most obvious thing. When you see a Dothraki horde, that's mm. one thing. Maybe you can fight them in hand-to-hand combat. No. You got horses, they no. got horses, no. you got swords. The no. they. I said maybe. I said maybe. I said
0: maybe. They didn't have no horses. They was done.
1: Okay, but here's the thing. I was like, once you see that dragon come over the horizon, <sighs> why are you still there? What is this? Oh, we can hold them off. That is a damn dragon. Yeah, but that's what Braun was saying. Because even before the dragon came over the horizon, when they just saw the Dathraki, just first off, Braun was like, "Fam, it's time to go." Like, like off break. Braun said it is time to go. You need to call them back, and you saw them shaking, shivering. Like you saw mm. them not ready. And plus, they they were they were still like wrapping up from bringing all the gold in. They thought it was the end of the day. Like they thought they was about to clock out. And then this happened. <laughs>
0: they did. They did.
1: Like you, you know how how you get that feeling when it's like, yo, it's the end of the day, I'm about to be no, done, and no. your boss runs over and like, yo, I need you to do this TPS report. It's like, whoa, like you're no. not ready for it.
0: I meant they clocked out for real. I mean, they, you know, clocked they, you know, they, you. they never, yeah, yeah, they're not playing know. the game at all ever again. But, um yeah no. no, my thing was like well, that's what I love so much about this because you've we've already seen last season what happens when the well armed shielded up force you know tries to hold ground against the cavalry and they get mashed, and mm-hmm. the Dothraki are way worse than the riders of the veil, you know, so the Dothraki roll through them, you know, I don't know what Jamie was thinking, like you said right away, but then, like you said, when the dragon comes to over. And I, once I got, got to give a shout-out to Matt Shatman because there are so many just intense and beautiful shots. Like, mm-hmm. the Dothraki jumping up on the back, so the horse is like... How sure, Native, to do their how bow and how arrow.
1: Native, yeah, yeah how,
0: how indigenous Native American, you know, riders used to do it, you know, like... To see that on film, that was incredible. And then the the first shot that blew my mind was once the dragon hits them with the first burst of flame, and the Dothraki come riding through that fucking fire.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, that was fire
1: and brimstone. It was it, honestly, I thought it was beautiful. Like,
0: um, and I, insane. Like I yeah. thought it
1: was beautiful because it was just just from I mean from many different perspectives but from a directorial perspective it yes. was just perfectly shot from a cinematic perspective when, to see the flames to see the smoke to see the ash when people get lit up and they turn into like the the marble statues not marble but statues from Pompeii mm-hmm. like ash Pompeii and then when the wind blows they blow away <laughs> like yeah. When I say, just even, again, going back to that first shot of the dragon coming over, like, you're already scared of Dothraki, whore, that they... And mostly people have never even seen Dothraki, number one. No, you got to remember that. None of
0: them ever. And
1: they've never, never oh. dreamed that, that Dothraki... They knew they existed, but they never dreamed that they would even be on their shores. So yeah. to have them coming at you in full force, all of them Dothraki, and then an actual dragon, a creature that, as far as you knew, for, for maybe for some people, never existed. For other people, was a myth. For I, You've never even seen one. You've never even seen one drawing. And this dude is coming at you. That has to be... But beyond terrifying. Like as I was sitting there watching, I'm like, that is terrifying. There is no way. So once again, why the hell are you still standing there? <laughs> that's my question. Like
2: because my whole they believe thing in is Jamie. like
1: Drogon is amazing. Like that's my dude. We go way back to when he was perched on Danny's shoulder at the end of season one. Like we go way back. However, however, why are you still there? And why are Jamie and Braun still alive? I get it from like a plot standpoint. We uh, have to keep why? them alive. But there is there is no way. Drogan damn near got them face first twice.
0: All right, wait. First I thought that was is is Dracaris. What is Dracaris? Dracaris.
1: It's the hybalarian word for fire. Fire. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. So she just Yeah, said, she was
1: basically telling uh, him let, burn, let
0: loose Yeah. 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 <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> let it burn. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, but how Jamie and Braun. That, that was the one thing in this, you know, battle that was, like, so beautiful and so incredible and so well done. Where I, like I said, I had to look up well Matt Chapman right away. No, I mean, just how it was directed and the action in it. Like, you know, I mean, you talked about the people burning. Something else that I just want to say for it was just how it felt like you really felt like this is what it would feel like in like a nuclear holocaust situation or like a war napalm yeah napalm anything horrible but also like you felt what these soldiers are like going through like the sounds of this episode when the dragon is roaring and they're down on the battlefield screaming yeah. and everything and you know it's coming back down for another thing and you're like scrambling and trying to get away and you know Jamie's looking around and seeing dudes pulling their helmets off and their face half burned off. You know, other guys it was
1: looking like Freddy Krueger man. Like yo, they were running. looking like the Hound. Let's be They wrong. were looking like the Hound. You absolutely yeah. right.
0: Oh, and you know, and then like running in full flame, running smack dabbing the horses and it's like Just so much horror and just destruction caused by this one dragon in seconds.
1: Right. I didn't, you know what, like, I was so, honestly, I was very giddy, like, this entire time. I was was like, yes, yes, fire, dragon, death, all right. Like, I was was a little, like, mini Arya. I was living it. And then when Tyrion walked over the horizon to watch, then Mm. that's when it set in that this is... This is what war looks like, or the, the beginning, the offset of of what that war would look like. Like yeah. it is incredibly horrifying and like when you saw Tyrion and and I know he was going through a mix of emotions himself the fact that he sees and and eventually he saw his brother but the fact that he sees that you know his family is essentially he's essentially reducing his family to ashes too because this is the path he chose so Mm -hmm. to see this physically happening in front of him and to see the horrors of of people just I mean beyond just dying by spear or shield and all that other stuff death by dragon fire? Like when does that happen? <laughs> like that just okay. We can tell you when that happens. Um, <laughs> back with Mad King Aries. Remember that's how yes. Ned Stark's father and his elder brother Brandon die.
2: Like mm. Aries, mm.
1: Aries sets them on fire. They cook alive in their armor. So while I'm like, I'm going to give Jamie a half a bit of the benefit of the doubt, where he may have been like a bit like shocked, like a bit shell shocked, because he's seen men cook in their armor before. But you have never seen a dragon cook a man in his armor like that. That is yeah. true. Mad up King Ares used Mad King Aries, I believe, used used on um, wildfire. But yeah. like right. the, the sensation is still the same. Like you're watching men cook in their armor. Right. I'm but like, to see oh. an, yeah, so a being, up. a yeah. mythical creature that you thought never existed, existing up close and personal, killing everybody. Yeah. But, That's a whole nother feeling.
0: But, like we said, the magical, you talk about mystical creatures must be Bron and Jamie because it was just like, how the hell do they survive <laughs> this? And that that's what comes, like, Jamie, Twice. I get it. He got to be around for plot. But Bron, especially. I know, understand Bron's still making it. Yeah, once he hit Drogon, like, no, you got to die, dog. You should have burst into flames in the very next shot. Like, that should have th- been it.
1: I think that was his reward because remember when that gold dropped and it was just like, is he going to go for the gold or is he going to be stupid and go for the gold or is he going to go for his life? And he chose his life. So that might have changed his whatever time path he was supposed to be on. (laughs) I think that changed his his, uh, timeline. I think it did. He chose his own adventure right there. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to go for the gold or are you going to try to go for the scorpion? And he went for the scorpion. So, yeah, I think he, he chose the right path and his choose his own adventure. He got to page 20.
0: He probably flipped to another page the... for the gold first, though. Uh... <laughs> like, oh, you you get cooked. Oh no, no, no. Okay, let me go back to that other page. Well, knowing
1: Brian, he probably would cheat like that. But, I th- <laughs> but I, I really do think that was kind of even if it doesn't last long, I think that was even almost a a, a narrative reward for him <laughs> for choosing not to be greedy and to do something for the greater good. Yeah, that uh, lot of good it did him because when he hit Drogon with that arrow, Drogon smooth-turned around like, are we serious? Yeah.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was, now, like, I was sitting there like... <laughs> the first time he shot and it was all off course, I was like, all right, we know this is going to happen. But the second time, I'm like, he's going to hit that dragon. And if he yeah. hits that dragon in the head, it's a wrap. We saw what mm-hmm. happened. Again, yes, it was just a skeletal remains, but it's still that type of, of rod that was going through the air, that speed, that size. I was like, if it goes through Drogon's head, that's it. But what of course... Has-
0: what hurt me was when she's falling, you know, with Drogon through the air. And I'm like, you, we don't know how badly Drogons hurt. And then, you know, he reasserts himself and lands and gets it all together. But I was right. shook when she was falling. But I was like, if they're not killing Braun this episode, there's no damn way they're killing Daenerys this episode. So right. that well, was also there. Very
1: true. But I thought it was also telling because, remember, Tyrion told her this a couple of episodes back. Like, they obviously want you out there because they're going to target you. You're going to become an quote-unquote easy target. The fact is, like, they, I, that was stupid of them trying with the bow and arrow. They really thought that was going to do something. But they did. They tried for her with the bow and arrow first. And then, of course, Bron gonna try for her for, with the scorpion. Like, of course. And you see how that turned out. Yeah, yeah, but that's more of like a one and done for them now. Because now that Danny knows that they have that available to them. Yep. They're scorching the earth first and then yeah. sending so people in. Can I just say, I thought it, I got the dramatic effect, but I thought it was dumb. I didn't like that Braun shot that Dothraki with one of the the scorpion broads. I was just like, why are you wasting that? It's like you have very limited. You have maybe, what do you have, like five, four or five? So why are you wasting it on a man? Like, why bother?
0: That was so goofy. That was like some was 80s stupid. action movie. He he should have hit him with the Arnold Schwarzenegger stick around, you know, after that or something. Right? It was so, it was just, it was so goofy. It, it
1: it was a little bit misplaced. And to me, a waste of v- perfectly good ammo. But hey.
0: That you were definitely going to need.
1: And I was like, oh, well, I have a rocket launcher, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it did get torched, so he's not like he's going to be able to use that one again anyway.
1: I don't think we touched on this when we were talking about Cersei and when she was talking to... Um, the, the Iron gentleman from the Iron Bank, who really is just Mycroft Holmes. The Monopoly Imperial. man? He's just Mycroft Holmes Imperial Clothing. It's Mark Gaddis, please. <laughs> really. Like watch Sherlock and look at Mycroft. It's the same day. It's the same damn man. He didn't even There's a joke about Will Smith being Mike Lowry in every movie. But... <laughs> 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 like Mark Gaddis is like Mycroft Holmes in everything he does. Every BBC show I see him in, he is just Mycroft Holmes in a different outfit. <laughs> well, Hey, that's but, who he is now. So what about yeah. what about that okay, scene? So, so um, I can't remember what happened at the top of the episode or at the at the end when they when Cersei's talking about you know she needs to you know get some money and they're going to try to contract the Golden Company. And the Golden Company is a band of sellswords and Essos. Oh yeah, that which, was in the beginning. That was in the beginning, yeah. yeah. Which is basically mm-hmm. like the Iron Bank's debt collectors. You know, you don't right. pay, they send the Golden Company after you. Sally um, May basically i was like but the nifty thing about the golden company which um i don't know if cersei has forgotten or she's just disregarding because she figures she has enough money to pay them is that the golden company actually has their roots in house targaryen Mm. because because they were once if you are not a book reader i apologize but (laughs) But this is interesting
2: no don't apologize
0: this is why this is what you're here for diva so (laughs) go on
1: So it was actually founded by um, Aegor Rivers, who was one of Aegon the Fourth's great bastards, and mm. I think that is like Daenerys' like great, 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 great grandfather. I may have added or left off a great, but a few generations back. And the reason why this is significant is because what um, Aegon the Fourth did on his deathbed was legitimize all of his goddamn bastards, which oh. caused which caused a bit of a civil war within House Targaryen. So what ends up happening is that as, you know, the rival factions are are, are dying off or are losing support, Agar goes over to Essos, founds the Golden Company. It's a band of sellswords. Um, and basically what they've been doing for the longest time, what they were doing for like 64 years during this rebellion, the Blackfyre Rebellion, is they've been trying to kind of take over House Targaryen. They obviously never do. Mm-hmm. I was right. like, but <laughs> however, in the books... <laughs> This is significant in the books. Um, Viserys tries to get the golden company to come to their side and they tell they tell Viserys to fuck off. However, they come to Danny's side in the books.
2: Mm. So I'm
1: interested in seeing if they actually take Cersei's side in this against Daenerys or whether like, they find a way to make their way back to uh, make their way back to Danny. And House Targaryen, because in the books, what the Golden Company wants, like those, des- like the descendants of um, Targaryen, yeah. Rip, th- those, those um, Targaryen bastards, they just want to come home. Mm. And that's kind of what she's doing, right? She's yeah, I'm reclaiming like, I'm like, da- I'm like, Danny, Danny is now technically home.
2: Yep. So if
1: Cersei gets them to come over, I'm really interested to see where their loyalties actually lie.
2: Mm.
1: Does Daenerys even know any of this? No, she may not. I'm like because remember like she only has like bits of her history. Right. Like, this, her, she was very young when she left. What was it? Um, the series is not much older. Like they aged them ridiculously in the show because when we meet Daenerys, she's maybe like twelve, nice. yeah, twelve, definitely like, we,
0: twelve in the books. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and like Masande's is only ten when we meet her. Yep. Oh books. wow. Yeah. Yep. So they really age them up. Okay. Yeah, I'm like all of them basically to accommodate like the the actors or whatever. But like these. Like, she's young. She doesn't really have much history because all she really had was the series.
0: She's also not, you know, um, let's say, I don't want to use that one word, but she's also not assaulted by Cal Drogo, you know, as she is in the show. And there's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of that. Rape? She
1: was raped by Cal Drogo. Yeah.
0: I mean, there okay. we go. Yeah. She's not always, you know, she's not raped by Cal Drogo in the books. And uh, Sansa obviously isn't raped by Rams. No. Um, yeah, Jay- but it's no, Jane. No. Cool.
1: I'm like, it's just it's, it's the Arya stand-in that catches yep. it instead of Sansa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it any better because Ramsay no. does marry a quote unquote Stark girl. I'm yep. like, and he does sexually assault, yeah, the, the woman that he marries. Mm-hmm. but it's on his friend Jane Poole instead of.
0: You no, know, what I was saying is like when people say that, you know, oh, well, they, they made changes from the books or whatever. Yeah, they do obviously make changes, and sometimes they're, for, they're from the worst, and sometimes they're for better. And also, like, that makes me wonder about the whole Golden Company since you told me that because now I'm like, mm, are the writers of this show going to be smart enough to even include all that? Or is the Golden Company just to be some dudes who come along and, you know, work for the bank and then vanish again?
1: Would that be, but what, if they don't, why would they not be smart? What if they're trying to, because re- they've done it already, why are they not trying to write their own story?
0: No, I mean, not like that. But I mean, would the, the story be like, also, we don't have a lot of time. So are they going to have time to introduce that These are the Targaryen bastards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's or that's they, my
1: point. Like, not a lot yeah. of time. So how, are they yeah. are going to do that? Is it, is it going to read more like a cop-out if that happens? Like, oh, yeah, well, you know, this people you thought that would be aligned with Cersei. They're actually not because they're Targaryens. Like, how would that in in this short season, yeah, that's West. what I
0: mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I doubt it. I just think the golden company gonna show up and bounce. You know, do whatever they got to do, and then you know.
1: Then yeah. would that be a waste of them if they oh, even I show mean, up?
0: I mean, you got to remember, Dorn happened. You know, was that a waste of that?
1: Yes. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Diva yeah. said. Diva said it last week. She was just like, "Nah, that was stupid."
0: Yeah, I mean, the whole Doran season was a whole waste of time, and they, you know, disrespected them with that season. Like, because, they, and then I feel like the Sand States were even more disrespected because I keep saying this, but like, Euron just, you know, managed to kill them, and they were built up for so long they as being these out. badasses. And then we never really get to see them be badasses, badasses, and then they get served the first time you really have a chance. Okay, now they're going to do something. N- nope.
1: But even before that, like, was it a season or two ago when you first saw the them in battle quote unquote and it was the slowest most yeah. gummy battle ever like it, w- it did not show off them off either so honestly like again if you unless you read the book i would have never known they were supposed to be these badasses because they was kind of whack to me like yeah they did kind of sneaky shit with poison and stuff like that but i never saw i never had the understanding um due to the way the show portrayed them that they were they had all this Badass power. I just thought, you know, they could handle a, uh, a sword and staff and cool, but I never thought that they were to be, to be trifled with, as, as as Diva has mentioned that they are no, in the book.
0: But, no, but even on the show, they talked it up. Ah. And so, yeah. No, they talked it I up. I never. On they talked it up enough where I was waiting. I didn't. Who themselves? Never, they themselves you know, talked it up. Other people were like, yo, the Sand Snakes, Dorn, these fighters, whoop, 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 you know. When? Oh. I, I know. I, I sure even remember did that.
1: Because I was super excited once I realized that we were going to move to Dorn. Yeah. And, the then I, and then I, then I saw man, what they did.
0: The Dancing Man came from Dorn, right? Like the first person Aria is. Serial Pharrell? Yeah. No. he No. Serial Pharrell?
1: Uh, no, no. Cereal no. no he's
0: from the same land where the um, Faceless Men are from, right? Yeah. 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 But no, they definitely taught them cats up. They taught the Sand Sands up. Because I never read the books that far where I knew who they were. But once they came on the show, I was like waiting for them to be these badasses. And
1: I think the fact that I don't even remember them talking them up except for themselves talking about <laughs> themselves, how hot shit they were. <laughs> should tell you everything like oh
0: uh, yeah i guess so yeah. yeah so
1: so so just to bring it back so so we've said what we said about the golden company for uh cersei um yep. and 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 we'll, we'll i don't know what the hell's happening with jamie jamie last time we we saw him literally the episode ended with him pretty much on the bottom of a lake or going towards the bottom of a lake he's going to somehow come up out of that armor i suppose i don't know what's going to happen to his golden hand if that's also hmm. going to sink or what but supposedly the idea is him and both both braun and himself are gonna make it
0: I mean Maybe. they have to I they have mean,
1: to because like otherwise why even show that shot of braun saving him
0: but it's like presumably most- that that was what, braun wasn't what, what- it
1: was that Braun or was that Dickin? Dickon? That's another thing. That wasn't Braun. it was I think it was Dickon, Dickon. I think it was um... Dickon. <laughs> Rickon? Dickon. Dickon. <laughs> Wait a minute.
2: When, when that's
1: Bron another thing. That Dickon, I was like, why would you yes. say Dickon in front of right. Braun? That was another thing that I, that I actually meant to mention. I don't think that was Braun at all. I think uh... it, when I when I looked at it again, it looks like it was um he was a little bigger. Dick, yeah, Dickon Tarley. Um Randall Tarley's son. Maybe. So that's another, that's a, something to to talk about or see when we get to the next episode. So then that, does that wrap up all the Lannisters? I mean, you see Tyrion there. I don't know. Is there going to be a point where Tyrion ends up talking to Jamie? or even seeing him? Or does Jamie even realize or find out that Tyrion is standing right there? I'm thinking that if, was it, if Jamie has fallen into the water, somebody has to fish him out. And right. Danny and Drogon are still standing right there. All of them are still there. That's They're something. still there. So I'm thinking <laughs> that we end up with another Jamie prisoner of war situation yeah. mm. where Jamie is now the prisoner of his brother and Daenerys and mm. Jamie probably at that point like formally apologizes like I know it wasn't you who killed Joffrey, you know, and I have proof, you know, it was Elena Tyrell, she told me before she died and you know they kind of reconcile as much as you can when your brother's holding you hostage mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: right well i i mean what else can you say about that right but they did say the gold made it to king's landing right so yeah, yeah that, the gold the gold's made it and they were trying to get the grain out but the grain right. well the grain got blew up so everybody every <laughs> danny's like if i have to starve everybody starves. she said if i can't have it nobody can <laughs>
0: nobody eats when i'm on nobody the boat eats and I can't nobody eating eat out here Y'all can have some popcorn. I'm glad you mentioned that Drogon could fish Jamie out because him pulling the armor off in time is completely unrealistic. He drowned. There's no way. That armor takes like 20 minutes to put on. And he only has one. And you need two people. Yeah, Yeah. with people helping you. Yeah, and he only has one head. It's a wrap. So it has to be Drogon pulling him out because no one else can swim down there and lift him in that armor. So it has to be Drogon. That's the only way that he survives that because otherwise it is a complete wrap. But we so received, is that, yeah.
1: So is that everything? Everybody on the battlefield right now. <laughs> Have we covered everybody on the battlefield?
0: I think so. For this week at least, I think we covered everything. You know, <laughs> for Castle Black. Um, well, I and know, that's, it, called, oh,
1: wait that's called. Let Oh, there's 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 one more, and I don't know if she's worth mentioning, but Mira Reed when she was leaving and she's looking at Bran with like those big guys, she's like, "That's all you gonna say to me." Right, and oh. that's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah, is that everything on the battlefield? But there's still another part of this. What about back in Winterfell? Is everything... That is a really great point, Diva. That was sad. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, like, she's like, my brother died for you. Hodor died for you. Summer <laughs> died for you. It was, And when I say sad, I'm not saying it like I felt sad for her. I was like, yeah. oh, that's fucked up for you. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's... <laughs> I'm like, what do you want, a cookie? I was like, Wait, I but you gotta you gotta understand that was you you dragged this boy who yep. couldn't walk all across, mm-hmm. br- across the earth your own brother died Hodor died it's, these people you didn't know that you became to trust and essentially love all them died to make sure this guy makes it and then when you go well I'm out because so and so and he goes alright bye like yeah. you're not gonna feel some type of way I would feel I felt some type of way for a minute and I wasn't even there <laughs>
2: I was like, but was like, oh, but that's what on. you got to say. But hold on, but hold, like, she?
1: But hold yeah. on. She knew what it was when she got she there. She watched the yes. brand evolve. So yes. why is she of all people surprised that he's kind of aloof and detached when she's she, like, okay, I'm leaving. I really don't think she realized it until she said that line and walked out. And she said, "You really did die in that cave that day or night or whatever." I know you think she knew it, but I don't think until Bran told her to her face, yeah. "All right, be bye, see you later," <laughs> that it it connected to her. Like, oh snap, you are not that dude that I was trying to help all this time. You you grew.
0: Yep. Um, but- I got one last, uh, you know, mark from back to the battle, real quick, because one of my favorite moments from the show was when my man was so distrusted that he couldn't flog some stragglers. <laughs> like, I need that gift of that look of the. <laughs> Gust on his face as <laughs> he turned away, because he was so hurt. That he couldn't flog. He some sucked his teeth and everything.
1: He no. like man, he yeah.
0: let something. me do Randall nothing.
1: For him. You know,
2: fuck. He's him.
1: like like when your mom tells you you can't you can't go outside. It's too late, yeah. man. You don't let me do
2: nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was so no, mad. No, so Randall
1: Randall Tarly comes off better in the books than he does in the show. <laughs> he's like a giant teenager. He just no, that's what but he like, in, like to but me. in the books the like show. he's he's a loyal Bannerman. Like he negotiates Marjorie's release from the Face Militant. Like he's like I'll take her into my custody. You know, mm. she's not a flight risk. You know, just give her to me. Like, she gets, he gets Marjorie and her cousins out. Like, he holds to house Tyrell. This traitorous bastard, I don't know. Mm. I don't know him. I don't want to know him. And I'll be glad when he dies because that—that's ha- what has to happen at this yeah. point for me. So
2: wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Once again, so Marjorie is still alive in the books. I mean, yes. I know the blow-up hasn't happened, but she's not a prisoner. To... Well, she wasn't a prisoner anyway, right? She she was. No, she no, no.
2: She, a... she, she
1: her and Cersei, just like in the show, were arrested by the Faith Militant yeah, for but various crimes. Yeah, she got crimes.
0: out. Yeah, no. I'm I mean... like,
1: and Randall Tarly ba- basically marches on King's Landing, and he was like, "Give me Marjorie Tyrell." She's yep. not going to run away. I'll bring her back for her trial. Is basically what he tells her. He's like, "I'm an oh, yeah. honorable man. You know this. Put her and her cousins in my custody. Because so Mar- because Marjorie doesn't even get arrested for the crime. She gets arrested for like they switch the crimes up too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so his um well his honorable ass might get blown up in the books too. then if he brings her back for that trial because. <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. I know just <laughs> I'm sorry to do that, but just to just quickly make sure we correct ourselves. Bron did save Jamie. It was Bron? It, it was definitely Braun. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, who cares? Both of them should
1: have been. It picked. matters because I who was, cares I about Dickon? I, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like, it would have been nifty because Dickon, even though he, been different. Yeah. It, it would have been different, and Randall, like Dickon, he's tall and he's handsome and he's strong, like Samwell isn't. But mm-hmm. Dickon isn't isn't smart. Like no. he's pretty mm-hmm. much useless. Yep. he's very useless he so for him to have done that would have been a but, but he did save Jamie he did save Jamie with that yeah. the, the Throcky rode in and then he cut up the, the Throcky before it got to Jamie
2: yep.
1: before the guy got to Jamie so you know that was a, a nod to him on the battlefield but as far as like saving Jamie's life a second time that was Braun okay. okay
0: Yeah. I, oh, I tried I'm... to give
1: Dickon more than he deserved apparently
0: by then, I'd already checked out on reality because I mean, I love the fight, but the fact that Braun kept surviving it was, like,
2: <laughs> it was like it was
0: like Legends of Tomorrow. It was like power levels of just ridiculousness at that point. I was just like, nah, like this is, come on, man, like this dude should have been cooked.
1: Well, right. I got I got my dragon glass and Valyrian steel. I'm ready.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 As long as you don't go in any caves with any you know uh, aunt cousins or anything <laughs> like that, you'll probably be all right.
1: We going to uh, hush, damn it.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Anything else on this uh, inaugural episode of Castle Black?
1: Uh, for me, the winner of this episode is Arya. It's always Arya.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: pretty much, yeah.
0: Arya, um, I'm going to go with my winner is Daenerys. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm going to go with Daenerys because, I mean, after taking two L's for the last two episodes to finally, you know, come back and cook some people and do what we've been waiting for, I got to go with Daenerys. She was Arya's so happy. a close second, but yeah, I got to go with... Them. And her dragon, dragon, they didn't get killed, so I'm going to go with Daenerys.
1: What about you, diva I'm, I'm still going with Arya because Daenerys didn't listen to Wise Counsel, and I know she feels a way about listening to men these days,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but once again, like, you scorched the earth. That was specifically what she didn't want to do? Nah, but she just... But it wasn't. She didn't Army melt down people. a castle. She didn't melt yeah, down the castle. She, she, yeah, she melted down the melt- people who signed yeah. up for it.
0: Yeah, they signed up for that. You know, you, you in the war, you get murdered. That's how it goes. <laughs> Sorry so you got burned, you know.
1: I don't That's, think anyone signs up for war to get murdered, but
0: I, I get you. Do. You sign up for a war, you get murdered. You like, expect that it's not yeah, going to necessarily no, go well. You either are signing up to kill people or be killed. That is what you're signing up for a war in. No, sorry. Uh-uh. Like Lannister army is at war. It's not peacetime. You know, so, no, yeah, I, and it's I, been I fight for a long man. time. So they got to they they know what they get into. I mean, and cooking, you know, might not be as bad as stabbing in some cases. So. You know.
1: No, but, fam, you alive and st- burning and dying. No, nah. I mean cooking is, is
0: way worse. But them, kill but me immediately. Do, no, but them dudes who caught that direct hit, there was no feeling for them. I'm, it was and
1: I would rather over. that go down like that. Would you yeah, rather? Would over. you rather it be done in an instant? Would you rather you sitting there, your your flesh burning, melting oh, no, off I, your body? I want, I want you still feel it.
0: I want the instant. I want to be turned to ash when that flame hits. I yes, want to be
1: Pompeii. Pompeii, yes. me <laughs> <laughs> today. <laughs> I don't want to feel nothing.